Hi, I'm Kath. And I'm Ellie. Welcome to Brave, Strong and Fulfilled. Did you know that it's possible to live a brave, strong and fulfilled life no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey? I'm Catherine Wiseman, a retired GP, now professional certified life coach, and I love helping women to find themselves, know their value and discover their purpose. I'm also a recent empty nester, navigating a really new season in life. And I'm Alison Laid. I'm a teacher, careers advisor, certified coach and mama to five amazing kiddos. Well, actually six now that one's married. It may seem like we have it all together, but I'm also a recovering approval-seeking people pleaser. I've come a long way, but I still have some way to go. And I guess you could say I'm a recovering perfectionist, procrastinator and a mad lover of chocolate. Mmm, love chocolate. So if you're willing to come along this journey with us, we'll show you simple, actionable strategies to live your life brave, strong and fulfilled. So grab a cuppa or pop your earphones in as you go for your walk, however you like to listen to your podcast. Either way, let's dive in together. Wow, Ali, our very first podcast together and such a dream in the making. I'm so excited. My goodness, it's very exciting. I can't believe that we're here in a really cool studio. Our headphones are on, speaking into mics. It's very exciting. It is very exciting, just not wanting to look at the walls too much, eh? I know, it's making me feel like I'm moving. Yeah, yeah. And Ali, coming from what you shared earlier, being a perfectionist and a procrastinator, it's pretty cool that we're actually here. And if you're listening, we're jumping in and bringing you real life, which is yes. definitely by no means perfect. So, yeah. so that means there's no cuts and takes and... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Very exciting. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a really great time getting to know each other and speaking life and being brave and strong and fulfilled. Love oh, it. Can't wait. Yeah. Yep. Very good. So, Catherine, I I would love to start by just having a quick chat about you. Oh, okay. I know your story pretty well now. I've, I've you know, we've we've been connected for quite a number of years, but I'd love for you to share um, a bit about your story with our audience. Um, because in your introduction, you said you made a switch from being a doctor <laughs> to a professional coach, life coach. Um, let's have a chat about that. What made you do that? Yeah, well, it's a long story. Shall I just give the shortened version today? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And uh, as a lot of young adults leaving school, you know, many of us don't really know who we are or what we want from life. Yeah. And I was very much in that boat. And I had done well at school and I knew I wanted to help people. And there was an encouragement from quite a few people in my world, you know, what about medicine? So mm. I just thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. Oh, I think goodness. a bit of ego kicked in and I thought, yeah, you know, if, if I get in, then... <laughs> and yeah, I was accepted and uh, felt that, you know, I'd felt at the time that that was a door that got opened. And so I studied medicine. And if I'm honest with myself now, looking back, mm. there were many moments in my studying that I doubted whether this was oh, actually right. for me. And I kept looking over my shoulder and looking at um, the allied health services and thinking oh maybe I should rather have done something like that but you know ego kicks in and you just think I'm you know you don't want to be the person that drops out and I uh, also grew up with the value that you you know finish what you start so and didn't want to let people down as a people pleaser so uh, and you know as an uh, approval seeker there was a lot of approval coming my way for studying medicine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also I didn't hate it either. Yeah. So I you know, finished my degree and 
uh, went on to practicing as a GP for about 10 years. Goodness. But a lot of moments sort of in between that time, especially after I'd had my children, I really struggled with uh, the pressure of being a doctor as well as the story in my head that I really wanted to be a good mum as well. And yeah. juggling the two, I felt like I wasn't doing either really well. Mm. Um, I had sort of, I was working as a general practitioner, but with a special interest in chronic health and okay. diabetes and endocrine and had a lot of diabetics on insulin pumps and insulin sort of okay. needing me at the other end of the phone. And so I felt that whenever I was with my children, I wasn't really being present like mm. I wanted to be because mm. I was constantly watching my phone and you know yeah, of course yeah and then um had these thoughts of if I didn't do medicine what else would I do and that just felt like a minefield so pushed those thoughts aside and just kept mm. going you know like we all do <laughs> and then um my hubby came home one day and sort of said oh I've applied for a position in in Australia, and uh, in the, our intention was to come over for a two-year. Yeah. So when you say come over, now I can hear your accent. I'm sure our <laughs> listeners can hear your accent. But where are you coming over from? Yeah, from South Africa, oh, the lovely, beautiful South Africa. And, um, yeah, so Hubby said, look, he's got a two-year contract to come over, nice. and we just saw it as a big adventure, and our kids were young enough, and I thought at the time – yeah, let's just go for this adventure. And so uh, with the children being small, uh, my thoughts were, well, during our time in Australia, I'll take a step back from medicine and be a mum. Yeah. At the time, I was uh, co-authoring a book with a oh dietitian friend. Oh, my goodness, amazing, <laughs> yes. And so, you know, I had sort of the excuse, if you call it, mm. that, yes, I'm still, I'm still kind of working because I'm, you know, busy with this book. And I uh, realised then after not too long in Australia, both my husband and I just realised, goodness me, um, if we can stay here, this will be a great country to live in yes. with and our it children. Is. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So blessed. Yeah. And so it felt in many ways like a golden ticket to... La you know, laying medicine down because if I were to carry on and continue working as a doctor here, because I'd taken a break, uh, there was quite a lot that I would need to do study-wise to get uh, back into being a GP and doing yeah. the work I did. And I uh, wasn't sure, you know, looking at all the loopholes and everything I had to jump through, it was a clear... Like, no, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. So, uh, and at the time, you kind of think you know, the world's my oyster, I've, I've got mm -hmm. a medical degree, I can do anything. Yes. And suddenly was confronted with the fact that, goodness me, you know, by this stage I was in my late 30s and I just didn't know who I was and I didn't know what I would choose to do if I wasn't doing medicine. And uh, spent a lot of time, you know, in church kind of praying mm -hmm. about it but not really yeah. hearing anything or not really yeah. discovering anything new. And so actually hit quite a season of really feeling quite low uh, yeah. in my sense of self and had a really low self-worth and mm -hmm. uh, wasn't confident at all. And the story I was telling myself back then was that I'd wasted, you know, 17 years yes. in a profession that yeah. wasn't suited, well suited to me. Mm -hmm. And so I was fearful of trying something new and what what if it's another mistake yeah. you know which is such a not a helpful story to tell no it's not but we often do it yes, yes. yeah we do and so you know 
after a while, I, I, I tried a number of things. I went into lecturing for a season, which I absolutely loved. I okay. le- lectured anatomy, physiology, pathology. But again, it was very structured and uh, the college I lectured at didn't align with school holidays. Wow. So after three years of that, I realized I'm missing all these holidays mm-hmm. with my kids. And so after relocating... Uh, we relocated a few times around yes. Australia, but we moved to Townsville and again, I felt like I was back to who am I, what do I want to do with my life. I just wasn't sure at all yeah. and uh, had met a dear friend who I became friends with pretty quickly here in Townsville and she encouraged me to go and see a life coach. <laughs> oh, well, uh, there you go. And at the time, I'd never heard of no. coaching and I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. So I did Some fluff mumbo jumbo. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and I did what we all do and I went home and Googled, you know, what's a life coach? <laughs> and back then, what the first things that came up on my computer did absolutely seem like fluff yes. mumbo jumbo. And so I called my friend back and I'm like, what are you thinking? You know, why on earth do you recommend something like this? And she was, no, I know somebody and, you know, really worth seeing. And because I think I was so desperate by the stage, yeah, I right. was like, you know, any any help. And having a medical degree, I also had a sense that I knew I didn't need a psychologist You know, I wasn't, I didn't have mental health issues. Yes. I was just simply lost. Yeah. Lost within myself. Yeah, right. Frustrated with myself and just didn't know which next step to take Mm. to find myself. Mm. And so I, off I went to coaching and um, so I actually flew down to Brisbane for a three day I actually didn't know what I'd signed up for, but it yeah, was something right. to do with coaching. And I, I love that, just step full in. I'm, I'm eager, I'm keen. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what desperation does, yes, right? You know, absolutely. you get to a point of just give it to me. And I think my poor husband at that stage was, you know, whatever you need to do, <laughs> just go and do it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, and I went down to that weekend and for the first time, I think my eyes were opened to the narratives in the back of my head that I'd been believing and listening to and constantly speaking yeah (laughs) yeah just uh recognizing that there was a whole lot that I could do Mm -hmm. uh to figure a way forward and to uh come back to knowing myself and discovering who I who I am and so I went on this journey you know this journey of exploring myself and It certainly wasn't mumbo-jumbo fluff. It was well-researched. There was a lot of psychology in there, but a lot of, you know, other well-researched practices that Mm -hmm. just helped give me sort of stepping stones and sort of a breadcrumb towards unpacking a whole lot of, you know, a variety of things to help me find myself. And I was so blown away by the process and so encouraged by what this journey was giving me. And recognize that a journey into self-discovery grows your confidence. It feels like, you know, suddenly rather than feeling like I wasn't sinking sand, it felt like I was standing on firm ground again. Oh, wow. And so it wasn't a difficult decision for me to think, goodness me, you know, I know I want to help people and Mm -hmm. I just love the space. And how I grew in the space, it, it was an easy decision to decide to pursue coaching as a career and yeah so that's what's brought me here and here you are how long have you been coaching for Catherine now um this is actually nine years now so I've almost been in the coaching space as long as I 
spent working as a GP actually. Yes. And uh, so I had like, oh, probably about eight years in between putting okay. medicine down before discovering coaching. I call those my wilderness years. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, and you know, and I, I, again, as I come back to, that's why I was so desperate. I think I was so frustrated at feeling lost for so long. And I kept thinking to myself, we only get one life. We do. And I just didn't want to get to the end of my life, yeah. still feeling like I haven't, I don't even know yes. who I am yet. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when I've spent lots of time with teenagers as a, a teacher and so many kids who would come in and speak to me and they'd be so worried about what you said earlier, wasting your life. Yeah. And really um, cause them to not know what they wanted to do and be too fearful to take that step because they didn't want to waste it. And it's so wonderful to hear you say that you've done that those wilderness years, but would I be right in saying you don't see them as wasted years now? Absolutely not. And it was quite early on in my coaching journey when I caught myself one day sharing a bit of my story with somebody and I caught myself saying these words, you know, those 17 years in medicine were a waste. And I walked away from that and I thought, goodness, you know, yeah. what am I saying? And I've learned to say, you know, those 17 years were such a gift and yes. they were a gift because nothing is ever wasted. No, absolutely. You know, and I think nowadays uh, I, I actually get quite a few referrals to my coaching business because I, you know, I have a medical degree as well. So there's a sense of, um, I suppose, a bit of authority in the space. Mm. And, and I think... My journey in knowing what it feels like to be in a career that doesn't feel like a good fit, but because you feel like all these expectations are on you yep. to be there, like I've walked that journey. Yeah. And so I just love partnering with other women who, mm. you know, are in a similar journey. And what I've discovered is my journey by no means is unique. Yes. You know, it's a common journey yes. to be to find yourself suddenly one day in a place that you feel is just not your place to be. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's a bad place, mm -hmm. but it just doesn't feel like your place. Yeah. And so absolutely not. N none of those medical years were wasted and none of that wilderness period was wasted. So no, That's so fabulous that you've recognised that and you can now share that with other people. And so I guess if you were to think about your life and you were to think back to when you were a teenager... I wonder if you, because listening to your story, you probably wouldn't change it necessarily now, right? Yeah, no. Because you can see how that wilderness has grown you and you've, you're now doing exactly where you're called to be. Yeah. But if you could go back and you could have a different conversation with your 18-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? Oh, that's a big question, Ali. It's a huge question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, I think I think the big thing that I would tell myself is to – not be so worried about what other people think about you and how other people see you and uh, to have the courage to step into this journey of self-discovery and ask yourself questions about, you know, well, what do I want to do? Yes. Not not what does everybody else expect me to do? Yeah. And um, I know as an 18-year-old, if I had heard that from somebody I, I might have kind of fobbed it off and said oh yeah. no that just sounds like fluff yeah. but yeah that's definitely 
a journey worth taking no matter how old you are. You know, it's, it's never too late it's to never start too that late. journey. Yes. But I think, you know, if you have the courage to start that journey mm-hmm. early, then, yeah, go and for go it. Go for it. Mm. Absolutely. I'm just reminded when you said it's never too late, I've got a great example in my life. My mum, you know, was a mum and worked in business and did all sorts of different jobs. But when she was a lot older, sort of in her 50s, she went back and studied because she decided not too late and it took a lot of courage absolutely um but she went and you know got some qualifications and things like that so it's absolutely never never too late um one thing i will point out you said something about you would say to your 18 year old self to not worry about what other people think Mm. now i'm thinking if someone (laughs) said that to me when i was 18 well now even but when i was 18 that's a really that's big to not worry about what people think and yeah I I know we don't have time to unpack any of that now and I certainly think that's room for further exploration and podcasts down the track but um is there something you would say there about not worrying about what people think so you know as I shared in the introduction you know I'm an approval addicted (laughs) people pleaser so I was very much steeped in that space of absolutely most of my waking moment was being worried about what other people think so I think even just being aware that there is is a different way to be. Yeah, you know, the, the, it's it's possible to live a life where you don't mm. worry what other people think. I think yeah. that's a good starting point. Yes, just the awareness of ah, oh, so I could be different if I wanted to. Yeah, uh, and it does take courage, and and I think oh, I don't know if this is right or wrong to say this, but I actually think Australians do this like as a culture probably a little bit better than South Africans it yeah. feels to me yeah. so I think Australians I think we've got are, a bit of an attitude life yeah. is an adventure yeah perhaps. and also you know take uh, I am who I am and uh, take me as you I don't come. like <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh so yeah it's yeah. definitely a topic for a, a great topic to unpack for another podcast down the line yeah, for sure for sure for sure um so one of the keys uh, to not worrying about what other people think is really to know who you are. Um, so I'm wondering if, you know, for someone who's listening um, today, how do you even start this journey? Like, is there something that you would say to them today? So first up, I'd like to just say if you're listening and you're wondering the exciting news is that there is a clear step-by-step journey oh, towards self-discovery. It's, you know, when I was at the beginning of my journey thinking I haven't got a clue who I was, I was so, it felt like my brain was full of cloudy confusion. Yeah. And the confusion kind of just made me feel quite overwhelmed by mm-hmm. this journey. And so what coaching has helped me to discover is that there is actually a clear step-by-step way to self-discovery, which yes. is so exciting. Yes, it is. And if you're wondering, well, what those steps are, you know, we definitely will be unpacking these down the line. Absolutely. But it's things like discovering your values. You know, and I remember when I heard that for the first time, I was sitting in the back of that class, like Googling what are values? <laughs> <laughs> because it all just sounded, it just felt to me, you know, coming from a medical degree where every, you know, everything you studied felt so concrete and mm-hmm. definite and measured. This topic of finding yourself just found, felt so mm-hmm. like flexible and, and intangible. So, uh, 
recognizing that there are clear, tangible steps was really helpful. So, yeah, things like dis- discovering your values, mm-hmm. discovering your core needs and, and how they are unique to you and what they are mm-hmm. for you. And uh, the surprising thing was that the the more you find out about yourself, the less you are um, needing to look externally to others for opinions and for suggestions. That's gold. That is gold, (laughs) yeah. And I think one of the reasons so many of us do worry about what other Mm. people think of us is that we are unclear within ourselves of mm. what we think like mm. so the clearer we can get on the in our inner world yes the the less needy we are of Absolutely. those external that even goes you know when you're Trying to work out with a group of friends where to go for dinner. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. When I was a teenager, I don't care. Let's just go, you know, I, I, I'm just hungry. And everyone's like, but what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? And you're just keeping the calm, keep the peace. We'll just go where you want. Even if you don't like the food, I was that person that would just yeah. go because I, I didn't really know. Yeah. So it it's, can be quite superficial on like on the surface or it can go obviously really quite deep. And that's such a great example because I think so many of us can relate to that. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I've been there, I'm smiling now going, yep, yep, that was me. (laughs) Uh, So after this recording, like, Ali, where where should we go for lunch? Oh, my goodness, I don't know, I don't care. Where where do you want to go? Oh, yeah, so, so yes, I think my encouragement would be to know that there is a journey and we're going to be touching on a lot of those touch points uh, down the track in this podcast series, so, yeah. Gosh, I love that and um, I never get tired of hearing your story. It's, there's just so much excitement there. You're such an inspiration for so many people. So thank you for sharing. Um, I'm so excited to hear as we unpack over the next, you know, however long it takes, yeah. um, those little nuggets that you've spoken of today. Um, so for anybody listening today, um, if, you're, if this sounds like something that you want to know more about, we'd love for you to join us on this journey. Um, so each week we're going to be releasing a podcast Um, And I'd love for you to tune in so that you can uh, be part of our journey. Yeah. And uh, thanks, Ali, for the opportunity to share my story. And I'm so excited that next week I'm going to be able to give you the opportunity to share more about (laughs) yours too. Yes. Yes. So stay tuned and see you next week for Ali's story. Fabulous. Thank you. Enjoy your day.